Hello, I'm Ashley. I am Eliane. And together we are... Portugal. Cool. Today we're going to talk about living the dream, aren't we, Helene? Yes, we are. And what does that mean for you, darling? Living the dream for me is um, to live in a country with... Uh, I love the people, the Portuguese people. Mm -hmm. They are so kind. They are willing to help you. Yes. Uh, they speak quite good English, um, I, I must say. I concur. All those things are true. And they're very uh, generous as well. They, I mean, I mean Open-minded. Open-minded and generous. Yeah. Tolerant. And did you know, the, um, in Lisbon, uh, they did a, this gay couple did a little um, video on YouTube, and they were holding hands, and it was the city in Europe that got the, the least um, interest in them holding hands. Other cities around the world in Europe... People were looking and pointing, whereas in Lisbon it was all very normal and taken like uh, like it should be. Yeah, like it should be. Like it should be, because you can hold your hand with whoever you want to, can't you, dear? Yes. So that's another living the dream. So I think, for me, living the dream is a beautiful place to live, not just the people, the food, the climate. We, we, we yes. And for us, we, we, we come from Northern Europe. We do. So, of course, the climate... It it's was, a big thing. It is a big thing, but that's not the only reason we came here. But it, as a, it is a, a, a quite a big thing when you're here to enjoy the weather. Yeah, You've got the more sun. chances to go outside. You can, like for me, I like to run. There's more opportunities to run in. We nice don't live in the darkness for many no, months. No, that's true. Like in Sweden and parts of the United Kingdom is um, often darker, longer than here. So for me, I go running. There's more opportunities to go running, go out walking with the dog. The outdoor activities, more activities year round. All year round. And the rainfall is less, so you, there's less grey days. And, and how green the country is. Very green. And Be because I, I must tell you something. We live in, uh, I live on the Silver Coast. So, so when, do I, when I, when I well, Yes, you are. Mm. When we will go with the car to the beach. No, not the beach. Up hills, what do you call it? Uh, hillside, country, mountains. Yeah, 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 by the beach. So, if you close your eyes and then just open them again, you can believe you are in New Zealand. Yes, it's very green. And or you know, Scotland. Yeah, the one thing even. about Portugal, um, I, well, Scotland, I agree, one thing about Portugal is the smells, absolute gorgeous smells, like yes. the curry plant on the beach, um, beautiful jasmine in the air, and if you go to Lisbon, there might be something else in the air, you know, like yeah. something that people smoke. Yeah. I often smell that when I'm walking about Lisbon. But no, it's just a place for... To be open, engaging. The wild it's, nature. It's very vibrant. The ocean. Okay, you can't swim. Yes, you can. You are swimming in the Atlantic Ocean all, all year. All year. Well, I'm not. It's but but <laughs> no, it is cold. a little on the cool side. Not if you want to be in for longer, you would need a wetsuit. But it's just the atmosphere. It's kind of got a really vibrant, open, inclusive and... It's just a wonderful place to be. So for me, living the dream here, you know, it's got all the things that are important to me, like all the things we've said. And but the food? Yes, I enjoy the food. There are lots of fish and the vegetables and the fruit. So it's got everything that you would want and more. I mean, obviously, I love the United Kingdom. It's a beautiful country and it has lots of good things about it. But, but I will get back to the food because um, I'm like a pescatarian. I know. Yes, so it, it's a little bit hard for me to find excellent food easy on all the restaurants. No, I, I understand what you're saying, and I think there is a lot of um, potential for 
um, some people to come here not to feel that there's a lot of choice because I suppose in the United Kingdom and Sweden you might have more choice but you once for you vegan people yeah, vegetarian precisely. pescatarian Pes- uh, lacto ovo yeah, you have a lot of but if uh, you, choices when you've lived here a little while like I've been here two and a half years once you sort of lived and you immerse yourself into the yeah. culture there's something for everybody I mean it is here you just have to look for it a little bit harder yeah. A we don't speak the language and B you know it's not as obvious so as we're in a city like London where I'm from it's got every nationality of every food in the whole world and it's just literally on your fingertips you can find it anywhere whereas here if you're wanting something a little bit different to what's in some restaurants you might have to look a bit longer and search a little bit. like we went to a restaurant the other day yeah which was beautiful food oh my god and that was and that was just wonderfully presented Beautiful flavors. Do you remember the name? It Villa. Villa. No, no. Mio Jardin. Uh, Mio Jardin. And it was really in, in Nazareth, close in Nazareth, to Nazareth. Yeah. And it had choices for everybody. Good Portuguese um, like produce. Po- put Portuguese, uh, of course, uh, fish and uh, your favorite snails yeah, and veggies. Snail. Uh, <laughs> no fish, but it was it was so good. It was very well cooked, wasn't it? So yeah. I think so. Living the dream for. A, For me, in a nutshell, it, it is there's more time and more energy outside the house. I can do more, and it's more. It, it just makes you feel more alive. I feel more alive because perhaps it's the sun, you know, and working with Portugal. Of course, it's the sun, but also it's not that kind of big country. No, it's a very small country, but it's got a lot of variation within yes. it. Yes, huge amount of variations. Like you go from one part of the like less than half an hour and the scenery changes it's very dramatic and you can also go skiing you can go skiing in the north in the winter months yeah, yeah. they have snow in sierra estrella yeah but you know it could be really cold there but that in the algarve it might be 20 yeah. so you, you can go skiing in the sierra estrella in the morning jump in your car and it could be on the beach by the afternoon if you're a fast driver yeah <laughs> <laughs> or you can ski there just oh you know you know uh I think very soon, if not today almost, uh, they will start again with Formula One okay. in Lisbon. Wow. Yes. I didn't know they did Formula One. No, they, yes, they did for many years. And then Do you like they Formula stopped. Formula One? Uh, it's a little bit boring to it look is, at. It, well, for me, the beginning and the end is fine. <laughs> I like to see the champagne pop. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's about all I like. A bit of champagne popping is always good, isn't it? Yeah. So, no, I think living the dream, you know, we're very lucky to be where we are now and we have uh, a nice place but, to But live. also the, the, the safety, uh, because yeah. if we're talking about the crime... Oh, yes. Uh, you know, the, we, we both live in a nice area. We've got a nice place to live. And the crime figures are less here than the United Kingdom and Sweden. Yes. And I, you I feel look safe, it, don't you? you feel yes, safe I feel safe. So I looked into that uh, for a couple of days ago at Google. Did you? S- yes, I did. Because Google.com? We, <laughs> yes. So we have about the same... Uh, Uh, number of inhabitants in Portugal as in Sweden. 10 and million and something. Yeah, 11. So in Sweden, we had like uh, 20,000 uh, cops. You yeah. say cops? And well, policemen, you could say cops. Cops. Uh, cops. cops. <laughs> cops. <laughs> okay, cops. And in Portugal, 50,000. Wow. That's so they have this uh, law. Um, in uh, The basic law in Portugal is whenever a village will have... 10,000 uh, population. population, you need to have a police state. Or you see them a lot if you compare the numbers. Yes, you do. They're everywhere. You, you, they are everywhere. And, and I feel safe about that. Yeah, and I'd like today on the motorway, I was driving here in my Portuguese car, and um, <coughs> basically the police were there on the motorway. So you do feel safe. They're looking out for people, which is something that's not perhaps the same in the United Kingdom because there's so many. 
more people, much more population. So the police, the police numbers seem much lower. They're not so obvious. Yes, and and also they really have a good um, health care. Yes, good health care if uh, you should need it. Yes, and hospitals. private and and you know if you get an insurance or you part of, if you sign on with a local GP, you're part of the national health. Well, they're equivalent to the national health. But for some reason, I heard that the food in the hospitals are not that great. Well, that's the same in England, I would it, say. It is. From my experience. I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to say that out loud. No, no. But often but the food does does let let you down. And um, in the United Kingdom, you know, when I've been to visit people in hospital, you know, you sometimes look at the food and think, really, are they giving them that? Yeah. But um, I think they do the best with what they've, resources they've got. And maybe it could be better. And we're not here to criticise or knock that, but, you know, I don't think any... If you're in hospital, food's less important. If you're feeling ill, you just want to be left alone. But if you're really ill, that is the only one you're looking forward to. Precisely. So that's what I'm saying. For, you know, really sick people... Well, the food, the hospital food is not that is great good in Sweden in, as well. well. There you go. No. I think it's a universal thing, isn't it? Is it? You know, they try. Why? I don't know. Maybe some edema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're working as a chef, in a hospital, in a hospital. Please, step it up, step, step it up. up. <laughs> I mean, maybe people just don't have the choices in hospitals around the world and in the other countries, and maybe that's why it's often sort of people giggle about it. Yeah. Now, what else can we talk about? So, uh, when we moved here, I think it was buying a house was quite a bit of a nightmare. Okay, and that we will talk about in very soon. soon. Ciao. Ciao. Hello, you know who I am. I'm Ashley. And I am Ilian. And together we are Portugal. Well, we're going to talk about now, Helene, uh, my experience and my husband's on buying our first house. Okay, so now we are talking about some struggles. Yeah, a little bit of a... Mm, a little bit of struggles. A little bit of struggle. It's not just to buy a house and move in. No. I mean, most of the time it's positive living in Portugal, but this was a slightly complicated and... Yeah, did, let's hear let's hear Well, a bit negative in some parts. But anyway, it took, like having a baby, it took nine months from the beginning to the end of the purchase. Like a house pregnancy. It was a house pregnancy. Okay. And you felt very tired towards the end. <laughs> and you just wanted to put your feet Swollen up. Feet. And you wanted to put your feet up. But yes, it was a bit of a house pregnancy. And um, it was a beautiful house, a little lemon tree house, as you know, you've been there. Yes, a lovely and house. It, as I say, we... Um, the papers weren't all in order. Then it goes backwards and forwards with this solicitor, that solicitor. And to cut a long story short, eventually, nine months later, we managed to sign all the documents. And it's not like anything else I've experienced in the United Kingdom. You have to go to a, a notary and you sit there with a, like a judge, the, the owner of the house that you're buying, you're sitting there, lots of paperwork, but all lots of translation going on. It's all written down, goes onto the computer. Very stressful because, you know, you're dealing with money and it's all very formal. Yeah. And, you know, it's quite stress-provoking. So, for me, it was a little bit negative. It's particularly the, the length of time it took to buy it. And then when we sold the Lemon Tree House, of course, when we moved to our new home, from the minute we put the house on the market, you had to do the preparation. That took six months yeah. by the time we got our new home. But the house that we sold, sold very quickly. That It was the next house, again... The papers weren't ready, you had to get the um, habitation licence, then you have to wait for the town hall, 
that this person talks to that person, then there's a phone call, then there's an email, blah, 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 blah. So by the time you get the house, you just want to lay down and drink a big bucket of wine, really, <laughs> yeah. or champagne. Or boosnik. Or boosnik. Yeah. So it was quite stressful, a little bit negative, but the positive is, you know, we, you managed to get your house in the country, your house in this beautiful um, yeah. Portugal, and you're living the dream, but it's not as easy as no, people think need, it is. No, but we need to uh, it's not as address easy as, the yeah, strugglers it's, as it's not well. as easy as most people think, oh, I'll buy a house. And no, but for example, you 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 look to this house uh, next door almost. Yeah. It's amazing, like a Dallas house, yeah, if a you big... are young enough to know, Dallas and Dynasty. It was a big house. Oh, amazing. Had a swimming pool and blah, 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 blah. But... But it didn't have any habitation license. No, and that is the clue. Habitation license. Yes, and always have a solicitor. Never go, never buy a house without a solicitor, without seeking no, advice. No, don't do that. Because you know you're gonna. It's fraught with problems. It's all in a different language, Portugal, Portuguese language, obviously, and everyone's very helpful. But the process but, is much more complicated. Yeah, and, and it is like this. The real estate agent will tell you, no, no, this is okay, and you can build an extra thing there, and you can live on the attic, and you can do this and that, and no problem. And then you buy the house and then suddenly you realize, oh no, that's not true. Because the house doesn't even have a... a habitation license. No, <laughs> habitation license. That, and and these are things, no, these are the not the problem starts. I suppose these are the things in the United Kingdom you're not used to. If a house is on the estate agent's books, it's all singing and dancing, all fully ready to go. But you put your offer in, it's accepted. The solicitor works with that person's solicitor and you go out the house in it's about... From, we bought our house in May... For two years ago uh -huh. and we just moved in and it's taken over two years to finally get all the paperwork and to get the re um, renovations done yes so and, and also a lot of people from Sweden they find a lovely lovely plot and they think oh my god with this view and I can build this house and I can do this and that and they buy the plot. And they can't build. And then, dung, dung, dung. They can't build. No, they can't so build. So basically, the negative would be, really do your homework. Make sure you have a good real estate agent who really knows what or they're if doing. You, if you oh, need and a to, good solicitor, If really. you need to borrow money, that is also a good thing. Because if, the if, banks will help you. Yeah, the bank's lawyer will help you. Yeah. So they will, they will discover I, a lot yeah, of I things. I think that if you buy one with a mortgage... Then it's, but, yeah, it's and, much, and it'll be easier to buy more. For example, if you buy a house and the former owner didn't pay the electricity bill, if you will be the new owner, you need to pay that. Is that correct? I didn't know that. Yes. So, so the the bills for the house belongs to, to the you. house. Okay. And so if you will be the owner, so you, you really from, it's the same in Spain, I think. I think from what you're saying and from my and my husband's experience. We had a really good solicitor and a good real estate agent, but it still took a long time and there was lots of papers that needed to be sorted out. Yes, it all got sorted out, but it, it's not as quick as you might think. So you might go on a holiday and you might fall in love with a, an area and you might see a house you like, put an offer in. And as I say, in England, it's normally between anything from six weeks to three months yeah. and you can move in, and um, but not here. So you have to be prepared to wait and to, you know, just keep yes, you need persevering. And I will say the top tip is waiting, work very well with the estate agent and the solicitor, and don't give up and, hope. And, then and you the, can live the, your dream. And then again, the camera, as we call it here in Portugal. The camera, yes. Uh, what do you call it in English? The local, well, the town hall. Yeah, Count, the, ta the, the town council. hall. Yeah, and how they work depends from town to town. Precisely. So they don't have the same... Uh, 
procedures, in, or what the you call it? The infrastructure is slightly different from each place. Yes, So it what is. might be quicker in, say, Alcabasa, might be less, be less quick in, in Nazare, or vice versa. So from our experience, and we're very happy, you know, we've got a... One, I love my house. And we love our house. But it has been a bit difficult to... It's taken longer than we wanted. Be but aware of that. So that's all say. we're trying to say. So it's kind of a negative, but the outcome eventually will be... If you're buying anything here in Portugal... You need to check it out with your lawyer. You need to step it up. And you need be, to step it up. You need to be a little bit of an investigative um, person yourself and find out all the facts. Yes, but now... And trust yourself. Is yes. Yeah. And um, now to another uh, well, topic. One of, one of the reasons I like living here is also because there's always a festival. Have you noticed that? Yes, jazz festival... Um, a sardine festival, sardine festival. frango festival, one um, of those little um, what they called um, oh the tiny little bird oh um, the, 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 we we say vaktel in uh, vaktel yeah. <laughs> in I'm, Sweden. I'm sure you do. Oh, what's it called? They are not flying. They are like hens, but very very small. Partridge? No, I don't know. Well, they have these bird festivals all over the place. Oh, what's it called? Oh, quail, that's the word. Yes! Qu- uh, I forgot the name, I did know. Cordeline, Cordeline or something. Yeah. And they're little quails. And I went to a festival and you just stumble upon it when you're out driving. And all the towns out and there's um, stores and things to buy. And you can buy little quails. And it's all very exciting. So basically they celebrate everything, life. Yes, they, they do. They have a zest for life. You, you, know, you have like a... a Village with just 1,000 people and living it's a there. It's a festival. And, you know, in our village, not far from where we live, they have a scarecrow festival every summer. Yes. They put little scarecrows out. Okay. And the best dressed scarecrow, the person wins a prize. So that was quite fun when you're walking around. There's all these really weird and wonderful scarecrows all dressed in rather fabulous clothes. Yeah. And another one we like the look of is there's um in Lisbon, in June, they had the patron saint of love and marriage. Did you know that? And he's called Saint Saint um, Antonio. I did not. So rather lovely, that one. And they have sardines, Saint Antonio, and it's all lovely. Oh, about festivals, you have this uh, football tournaments, because football is like huge, the holy, holy huge, grail, holy what do you grail. say? Yeah. Well, it's, it's all, almost a religion, obviously. Yeah. And, and to uh, bicycle. Cycling. 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 Cycling is also a big thing here in Portugal. But uh, where I live, uh, we have like uh, five coffee shops. Mm-hmm. And when there is a football tournament, there will be so many people and they are so yay and no. <laughs> and I, I think for, you, for us, you got, you, we have football bars at home, but not so many. So everywhere but you go... This, this is not a sport bar. No, they're it's just a normal coffee, coffee shop. shop. They yeah. have television everywhere. And it's a different culture because we're not used to having a television in all our cafes. But it's quite nice. You can watch a bit of telly, watch um, Cattle on the News. Yeah. And you can watch a football match and everyone comes together. So the country's very celebratory. Yes, it, it celebrates is. a lot of things from whether you're an outsider like us. And, and just um, for the atmosphere, I have been uh, going in... To a coffee shop, and that's a mingle, a mingle, a mingle. So yes, so we like all that. So that's rather exciting. So when we come back, we will talk a little bit about uh, yes, dung dung dung. The elephant in the room. The animal welfare and low cost. And before the break, we um, decided to talk about 
low costs and animal welfare. Animal welfare. So let's kick off with low cost, Helen. What have you got to say about this subject? Yes. Uh, in Sweden, for example, we have quite a lot of uh, older people. Yeah. And they receive a quite shitty. <laughs> can I say that? Well, you have said it. Yeah, I, I have like said it. it. State, state pension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they are starving almost. Really? Wow. And so or it's so expensive in Sweden, isn't yes, it? Yes. So. And or they are getting homeless. Okay, so that's quite a. a is that a big thing that's happening in that? That is a big thing that wow. is happening now. Yeah. So I feel awful when I hear that, but then again, I think. Why can't they come here in Portugal? Because are they allowed to just up sticks and go? Yes, they can, but it is more yeah, tricksy administration and this and that. But anyway, you can solve that. I think that they will have a better life quality. Quality of life. Yes, if they live here, and for many reasons. And their money would go further, wouldn't it? So yes. They'd have more, they'd be able to go to the supermarket, pay their rent or whatever they're doing here. But for example, here <coughs> you can have a lunch with the soup, uh, today's soup, 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 today's soup, you can uh, get for less than one euro. Yeah, I mean, you're quite correct. You can have a, in supermarkets, you can have a coffee or a baguette, a bowl of soup, all for about three euros something. So yeah, and, and also you can rent a, 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 an apartment mm. for, yeah, I don't know, 400 euros or something. Yeah. But in Sweden, it's hard to find anything less than 800 euros. So from your point of view, people from Sweden... Please come to Portugal. Yeah, she'd like you all to come over. Come, please, and um, you will have a better quality, quality of, life. of life. And you're, you're to have... Um, so the older people that are struggling in your country, yes. that are on the state pension, yeah. they would have a better quality of life living in Portugal from what you've observed other people having. Yes. Yeah. And I suppose that's something I suppose a lot of... Um, and then again, you have the lovely weather. Of course, the weather. And I mean, there's lots of people... Of all different age groups, that would benefit too, like young families. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you've got children, you could come to Portugal, and you know, different way of living, different, edu you know, different education. You'd learn Portuguese, obviously. Yeah. You'd have a different culture. You'd immerse yourself in a different culture, and I think it's very um, forward-thinking. It uh, is. To, you, to you pay less. If, okay. It, it's more expensive to buy cars in Portugal yes, than it is. it is in Sweden, for and example. And Kingdom. It is. And uh, I think the electricity is a little bit more, more expensive. expensive. So some things are more expensive, but I think the quality of life... So if you're a young family and you've got a little boy or a little girl and you decide to up sticks, move over to Portugal, you could find yourself a nice property. If you're able to have a... A career in some sort of a, whether you're a manual thing, yeah. like an engineer or a, a car mechanic, for instance, you could have your own business and you know your or, child or work within ET IT no. IT ET 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 phone home. No, no. she means IT. Darling. Yes, because Lisbon they are doing so well. Yeah, on that and also this uh, solar. 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 Yeah. Solar. Solar. <laughs> no. I suppose, but what you're saying is, you don't, I mean, obviously, it would be great to learn a language, and that would be most beneficial for yes. people to learn a language. But, you know, people do work here, and they don't speak the language, Portuguese, they speak English primarily. And you could get a job on a call centre, you could get a job as a, a sort of manual work, or a, an but engineer. But, for example, if you're alone, a widower, for example, mm -hmm. and uh, you don't have that much of an income per year, Please send an email to us. 
Yes. Yes. What are you going to do? I'll have them live with you? No, <laughs> I, I can't. She, she's got bed and breakfast, everybody. You heard no. it. <laughs> no, but maybe we can uh, get the right people in contact yeah, with each other some, or something. Well, I, I what you're saying is that to help other people that might want to to sort of move to another country, and you'll be able to give them some information where to go, what to do, how to find out all the different places to research the information. Yes. So they could make their dream come true. And our email our email is portugal at gmail.com. Perfect. So if you want to contact us, don't hesitate to send a message and we'll hopefully get back to you. But I think it's really important that everyone lives their dream. And obviously for us, we were able to move here and we do our jobs and our work and everything. And we're having a wonderful time here. Yes. But at the same time, we love our own country. So, you know, there is positives and negatives about moving and living abroad as much as staying where you are. Yes, I, because... Um, my children is my Achilles heel. Achilles heel. Achilles heel, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, it would have been easy if they also would live here with yeah. me. But it is what it is. It is what it is. And I think, for you know, for, for me, I enjoy being here. And before the pandemic, you, I would go home, you know, periodically every two, every three months or so, every four months, visit my mother and my family. And, you know, so it's not that far away. But, um, yeah, I think Portugal... Uh, is a Portugal country. It's a bloody I Portugal said, country. I said Portugal is a Portugal country, yes. not Portugal <laughs> is a Portugal. So ever since we've named it Portugal, I find it difficult to say Portugal. Yes, me too. I say Portugal all the Please time. Please come and join Portugal. Portugal, <laughs> Portugal. Anyway, so yes, it's a, a wonderful place to live your dream, whatever that dream may be. But now, dung, dung, dung. The elephant in the room. Oh animal, animal, animal welfare. Well, every time this subject comes up it, it causes a little bit of a little bit of um, anxiety anxiety for me because each country is different and I don't want to be judgmental or make comments no you, you are a little bit more sugar what yes, do you say sugar coated sugar coated and I am like the animal activist yes and so I suppose for me I can see that my country does things in a different way to perhaps another country. And so I, I try not to judge, but obviously there are things when you live here for a little while that you will observe that might be difficult. But okay, here we go. For example, they have bullfighting here in Portugal, yes. as in uh, like Spe 11 other countries as well, I think. Really? 10 or 11, yes. Wow. France, Spain, Portugal, uh, like um, Peru, Venezuela. And I suppose yeah. for our culture, that is and where we've been brought up, we don't understand that. Here they are doing that on horses. Yeah. So they have this lovely, lovely uh, warrior breed, Lusitano. Lusitano, they're beautiful horses. Yeah, it's like uh, Lipizzaner. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> uh, so I, I can understand the thinking from the beginning for many many years mm. ago but still um, I, I can't accept it uh, so people will say you need to accept it because you are living in that country no I will not accept uh, things that is not good for the animals but then again the positive way is that there are not that many no bullfighting no. events today no I think it's becoming there are obviously animal rights and people in Portugal that are working tirelessly behind the scenes to perhaps get this address. And and also it's more the, the it's more the elderly people. The older people. The older people. It's become like, like 
is what's always happened. And I suppose maybe younger people and people that are born now will look at it in a different way, perhaps. Yes, and, so and it's about down to education in schools and changing perceptions. Yes, maybe. and all, all the Portuguese people I knew, they are against it. Yes. And so I haven't I'm, met one person that likes that it. likes it no i haven't either so uh, then again it will change it will take time because but they have this uh, european union yeah. money because it's classified as a tradition culture mm -hmm. kind of thing uh, but then again the events are maybe once a month before it was at least once a week yeah and i suppose i don't know enough about the subject <clears throat> but I, I do know that I don't like cruelty to animals. Yes. I do know that. And then again, we can talk about, for example, dogs. Uh, they do have a lot of chained dogs on the countryside here. Yes. And then again, it's like when you are living with something from you are a toddler and you, you are used to that. And so I suppose, again... It's like uh, a tradition yes, for uh, some people. So, but again, for me, it's like many people that have a dog... To keep the dog safe, they might put it on the chain so the dog doesn't run out into the road. Yes, but now they, Portuguese people started this big campaign. Have they? Yes, they have. So they will help you. If you are uh, having a chain dogs mm -hmm. and you can't just take the chain off because you have no fence. And the dog would run into the road, which there, would cause an accident. There is help to get. Yeah. So that kind of uh, wave... Is help, and I suppose also it's drip, 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 slowly, 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 yeah. um, through schools, publicity, education, you know, because obviously, you know, sometimes if a dog's on a chain, it's a long chain, which is, in my opinion, better no. than a short chain, but no chain would be preferred, obviously. No. But I have seen chains that are like one metre, one and a half. Which is not... It's not that often, but I have seen it. Yeah, and I suppose... It's slowly, slowly, slowly changing perceptions. And so to come to a country and say, this is bad, that's not good, blah, blah, blah. That's not what we're saying. We're no, saying, we're saying that help to, we, we uh, understand yes. that maybe sometimes there's a reason why people have a dog on a chain. And it's about helping perhaps the person to make the... Well, there are changes coming. Yeah, make sure the enclosure is more secure. And also the other thing I can't uh, really understand where I live, they are like... They are having the dogs like cats. So, for example, in the morning when they go to work, they open the door and out the dog will go. Yeah. And then when they come back, uh, they open the door and the dog will come back normally. Hope, hopefully. hopefully and normally. But what they don't do, they don't mostly castrate or neuter the dogs. Yeah. So, therefore, the, the poor dog shelters, they will receive so many puppies all the time. So... If you have one dog, you let it out, that will be maybe 50 or 100 and puppies. I suppose, I suppose from Sweden and the United Kingdom, of course there's things about our own countries that people do to, that we don't approve of with animal welfare. But um, we're not used to seeing dogs roaming the street, are we? And no. wandering around. So that's something, we, you, you th obviously it's different, and many of the dogs are happy and it's a different way of thinking and some dogs are happy but I suppose from our point of view when you see it you think are the dogs safe will they cause an accident will they wander into the road yeah and are they going to get run over but what what not many people know you need to have a, like a license yeah, for your dog apparently so you need to have a microchip yes, of course yeah and you need to take care of your dog with uh, yeah regular veterinary checks and, and stuff yes but I, th I suppose 
because the country's a smaller country and because there are less people, the numbers of... So I think that it will be a big change within 10, 20 years. Yeah, and as I said already, it's just different and no one comes to another country to criticise, but you can't help what you see. No, And exactly. if you're not used to seeing a dog on a chain, you're not used to seeing a dog on a chain. No. And so it's for us, for me, and perhaps you're more of an activist in that area than I am, and more comfortable to question. So you will ask questions why, da, 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 and it's not about blaming somebody. No, not blaming or shaming. The no. thing is, it's about we, helping. we, we it's about can helping. help. Yeah. Cool as an organisation, can help. Yes. So, for example... If you have a chain dog and you don't want to have that anymore, we can do two things. We can help you to take the dog and give it a nice home. Or we can maybe do a fundraising to help you to fence uh, the area for so the, the dog. So the dog's safe and can run around. Exactly. So it's not about shaming. No, we are course. about helping. Yeah, and, and that's a very good thing, Helene. We don't do the shaming or blaming no, culture. Not at all. That's not what we're no, here about. No. It's about helping working together and looking at the bigger picture and there's sometimes is a reason like yeah. why the dog might be on a chain but let's just see if we can help make a difference if your dog needs uh, for example if your dog need a haircut and you don't have the money for that email us and maybe we can raise, raise money, money for that I mean, we can't or promise the world but we can no, try yes we can try and I, I would try very hard or if your dog get sick or if you need bravecto or if you need food it's no shaming at all we will help you and i just think you know for me obviously we love our fur babies and our animals yes. and we and in sweden the weather's quite often cold yeah so the dogs often live indoors so i totally understand why some dogs will live outside that's not an issue for me at all no no uh, the dogs if that's you know a dog can live outside, more than happy for that. It's not not a problem for me, and you know that is because the country is a much warmer country, and so in the United Kingdom it's a bit too cold to leave your dog out in the winter. So it's not about anything to do with that. It's just about what we can do to help make changes and a difference in the quality of life for the dogs. Absolutely, that's where we're coming from, and um, it's a and, rather, and then again, it's we, rather we, difficult subject, isn't it? Yes, it is because we are not shaming. We, we would like to help. And, and on the positive note, we will say that we are helping. We're doing everything we can to help dog rescue shelters, kennels, yes. to do this kind of um, makeover. Yep. So, and and also, you know, one of our biggest things is to help with, as you say, sterilization and yeah. helping so that if a dog is on the street and that's where it's enjoyed most of its life, we're not about saying you must take that dog from the street and put it in a kennel it might not be right for that dog. It's about making sure the dog can't... But it must be... Uh, safe. S safe and neutered. Yeah, precisely. Because one dog can... One male dog can produce, like, hundreds of puppies, and we don't want that. And that's the thing. That's why the dog shelters are often inundated with puppies. Yeah. And, of course, everyone loves a puppy, and they always get adopted very quickly. Yeah. And it's just... But we are positive because we are it's seeing... It's heartbreaking, but so, positive, no, positive. we are seeing so much hard work from the volunteers. We are. And, and a lot of them are, of course, Portuguese people, and yeah. they're doing 
so many things to help the animals. So just one thing. So this is a difficult subject. So if you want to find out more information about the things we've talked about today, please visit our website, which is um, Portugal uh, at dot com. Sorry, at Portugal.com, <laughs> yes. and you will see all the different links regarding dogs on chains, different associations that are helping. And if you want to look at other things to do with anything else we've discussed, please do free to do so. Yes, absolutely. But still, to living the dream, this is my dream. And not only to live in this amazing country, but also I truly believe that I can help out. Well, and I think for me, uh, living the dream is to be in Portugal. Um, we're fortunate enough to be here and we've, you know, we're able to make a difference. And that's all of what I feel I want to do is to make a difference, not just for the animals, but also for the people. And Absolutely. to give back something that we feel will help everybody. Yes, we're thinking about Portugal as kind of a sort of way to pay back. Yes. So it's a it's positive thing for because us. Because... Without you, we would just be Ashley and Helene. But with you, we are Portugal. Portugal. Ciao. Bye.